your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Our friend, the Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, kind enough to join us and talk a little Blues hockey. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Terrific. Okay, how do the Blues cut down on the number of penalties that they're taking? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, Craig Bruby not happy last night. Uh, seven more minors last night. They're up to 21 on the season. Second most in the NHL, and everybody's taking them. You know, it's the old uh, cliche here, but just have to be more disciplined because uh, we know that this team can play much better than a lot of teams five on five, but they're putting themselves in the box. It's completely taken away from uh, the flow of the game. And, you know, guys like Robert Thomas, even Mike Hoffman can't get on the ice when uh, it's a special teams game. So have to get away from those penalties. And JR on the Blues power play, same question. How do they fix what ails them? Yeah, kind of same thing. I think they need to uh, shoot more. Last night, they didn't even get a chance to, to get set up. Uh, o, o of uh, 14 on the power play, one of only uh, three teams in the league without a power play goal. And, you know, I, I'm glad that my stuff is on the Internet because hopefully I can just delete it. It's not in print, but I, I pump the tires a lot on this power play. And uh, they just don't have anything going right now. And, uh, you know, I know they made the move. They had Hoffman on that top unit, moved him down. I think eventually he's going to have to be on that top power play unit. He's going to have to be firing pucks, shooting. That's why they brought him in here. It's not happening yet. But uh, haven't been getting set up and certainly aren't taking enough shots. JR, we, we get texts, we get tweets that the Blues miss Mark Savard. We get texts, we get tweets that they miss Alex Petrangelo on the power play. Is any of this a personnel or coaching issue? I don't think so. You know, the one thing that I heard from players about Mark Savard is that he let them do what uh, what, what they felt comfortable doing. They're the ones played the game. He played the game. He knows what it's like to be on the power play and, and just wish the coach would allow you to do uh, what works. So there was sort of a freedom there. You know, and I know when Jim Montgomery came in, he's a great X's and O's coach, and here's a coach who isn't going to uh, try to fix what isn't broken. So I, from what I've heard talking to players, it's a lot of the same uh, message. I just think with the power play especially that it's uh, it's a little bit of – chemistry and finding it early on after not playing for such a long time and there is some new personnel so uh, I personally think that on, on some nights the power plays looked okay and eventually it's going to come into his own uh, but it's taken an awful long time uh, I know it's only four games but you think they'd, uh, they'd have figured it out a little bit and had a goal or two by now one of the positives that's come out in the first four games, JR, JR, is Jordan Bennington and his level of play. We had Anthony Stewart on the show this week that talked about the way Jordan Bennington trains and how locked in he is as a goalie. And he says he thinks he could be a top five goalie by the end of the year. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I think, you know, whether it's top five or, you know, top seven, top eight, I, I think he can be in that group. I really do. Look, Jordan Bennington, we've heard the line he said a couple of weeks ago, if he's reflecting, it's on the cup and the all-star appearance and the 30 wins. 
you know, and he's right. Like it didn't go well for anybody in the bubble, uh, him in particular. Uh, but talking to him over the off season, talking to people around him, he really was committed. Like the workouts were intense. He got back into it, you know. And yeah, it's a it's a contract year, but he's a he's a true pro. He wants to be one of the top five goalies in the league. And so, you know, I think numbers wise, he, he, uh, let in a few against, uh, Colorado the other night, but I thought he, he played well and, and the team uh, hung him out to dry. Uh, I do think he's been one of the blues best players these first four games. And, and that's a good sign because I, I do think the power play, the penalty kill, uh, those will come around. I think the penalties will, will drop, but as long as you can point to things like Justin Falk playing well and Jordan Bennington playing well, those are the things that are going to be important when you come out of this uh, little first batch of games. And, and so I think Jordan Bennington being on top of his game, great sign. JR, I thought that uh, Braden Shen made an interesting point last night in comparing this schedule to playoffs and the back end of games and then talked about how intense and desperate the, the, both Colorado and San Jose have been. And that hasn't been an issue for the Blues in the past, is matching the intensity of the opposition. I, I wonder how difficult that'll be to come to grips with the fact that you're going to have to, in a 56-game schedule, play with a high level of intensity and effort every night. Yeah, it's, it's not changing. This is what it's going to be like you know, for the rest of the season, playing the, the same teams uh, twice. The Blues did not show up in the second game against Colorado. And then last night against San Jose, you know, second game against the Sharks, you have the coach saying that we got guys out there not playing hard enough. And so this is not a good sign in terms of, uh, you know, that development, that uh, you're going to have to play these teams a second time after you beat them. They're going to be a lot more desperate. The one thing that we have to keep in mind, this Blues roster has evolved and it's built to move the puck and play fast. You know, the Tory Krugs, you got the Jordan Cairo now. They're not as big and lanky uh, as, as they were. But you're going to have nights where they look, you know, pretty good on the forecheck, but this is not, you know, the heavy, heavy forechecking team of a couple years ago. So, you know, that could win you games. Remember that Blues playoff series, how can we forget, against San Jose uh, a couple years ago? They, they beat them because they completely wore them down. And, and so last night uh, you watch the Blues play against the Sharks, and, and that's not what they're doing. You know, like Craig Bruby said, they're not skating hard. There's not a lot of effort there. So with, with a smaller lineup that wants to move the puck, you know, you have to still play that physical game. Shen said it a couple of days ago, you can't forget your bread and butter. And I think when we've seen the Blues play poor a couple of times this season, that's what it's looked like. Jerry, we talked about this on the show yesterday, Randy and I did, but you have a great piece up at The Athletic that everyone should check out about Blues ownership and their commitment to spend to win and how spending to the cap has led to their sustained success. Can you explain to us what the direct correlation has been between Tom Stillman and this Blues ownership group spending money and that resulting in wins? Yeah, I really come up with some novel concepts on spend money and you win. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, you have to spend and, and, money in the correct manner, though. A lot of teams spend money and they don't get there. And and that really is uh, the thing. But I, I think uh, people, you know, who read the story and you know understood the takeaway. Yeah, of course, you spend money, you got a better chance of uh, winning. Uh, but the Blues are a smaller market team, and so it's not obvious when Tom Stillman's ownership group comes in that they're going to spend to the cap. And and so when uh, when I talked to Tom recently and talked to Doug, and Tom said, "Look, we had uh, projections that we weren't going to spend to the cap. It was Doug Armstrong." who said, hey, look, look at this data, look at the teams that have won in the league, look how they've 
spent money and Tom and his group got on board. And so I think for, you know, a new ownership group, it was just kind of feeling its way through to take that advice and say, Hey, look, this is going to be a very difficult financial commitment, but we're going to do it because we want to be that type of team. So it's not easy for Tom just to say, okay, yeah, spend to the cap. And the other thing is, as you touched on Michelle, um, how Doug Armstrong's spent the money. He's done it wisely. Yeah, there have been a couple bad contracts, but he's found a way uh, to move them. And so to me, one of the, the biggest uh, comments I remember listening in the interviews was Tom Stillman when I said, does Doug Armstrong have your trust the way that uh, he's spent the money? And he said, absolutely. He's done a masterful job putting together this roster with the resources we've given him. And Doug said, not a lot of times, uh, you know, when I talk to him, does Tom Stillman say no. So they all deserve a lot of credit uh, for, for putting this plan in place and Doug for executing it. And it permeates down to the locker room, JR, as you mentioned in your piece, that when players see ownership in the front office being aggressive, they feel that sense of urgency to capitalize on that from a win standpoint too, right? Yeah, and uh, David uh, Perron touched on that. Look, you're going to likely probably lose uh, Alex Petrangelo. You realize that in uh, free agency, he decides to uh, to take a trip to Vegas. What does Doug Armstrong do? Turns around and signs Tory Krug. And, and every every player scouring social media saw the headline, um, you know, not just in the Blues locker room, but around the league. And they see what Doug uh, Armstrong said in the story is that commitment to winning. And then you go out and get a Mike Hoffman and they're not going to sell. I remember when, uh, obviously, Wayne Gretzky's Wayne Gretzky, but, you know, they did an analysis. How many tickets do they have left remaining in that season when they brought Gretzky in? They're obviously going to sell him out. So he's going to bring in this much money just by re-signing him. Well, you know with Mike Hoffman, there aren't bodies in the seats. There aren't tickets to sell. So bringing in Mike Hoffman, it's not going to offset his 3.5. This is money that you know you're going to lose, and you're just signing the guy to give you a better chance to win. And, and the players definitely see that. Yeah. Well, I think one of the best things in what we're talking about that the Blues do is recognizing when they make mistakes. They could be spending to the cap with guys like Yori Laterra and Patrick Berglund and Vladimir Saboka. They recognize those contract mistakes. They go get a Braden Shen for Laterra. They go get a guy like Ryan O'Reilly for Saboka and Berglund. They they recognize when the value isn't there in a contract. And Army is probably, well, he, he is the best at shedding bad contracts and getting value back in return. It's exactly right. That, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and you look at, you know, they've spent to the cap every year since 2012, basically, when Stillman's group came in. But it's been mostly with quality players. And you know what? You rattle off those names and those trades, Randy. I don't know that you know, hearing those trades will ever seem normal. Like, like, uh, like, like Doug Armstrong, yes, he's been able to move players that weren't playing well and bring in good ones. You also have to have situations like with Philadelphia and like Buffalo who agree to those trades. And to this day, why those GMs of those teams made the trades to send, you know, Shen and, and Ryan O'Reilly here, you know, I'll never understand it, but that's, what uh, Doug Armstrong does, the due diligence, making the phone calls, trying to feel out what's out there. And let's keep in mind, he could have probably made deals sooner than that just to pull the trigger, but he waits for the right deal. And it eventually came around 
with Philadelphia and, and obviously with uh, with Buffalo. But uh, I, we could be talking in 2030, and you guys mentioned those trades, and I'm still not going to comprehend that uh, that they happen. And another one under the radar. We don't talk about it as much because Ryan Miller left. But moving that Chris Stewart contract in the Ryan Miller trade was also a big one because that allowed the Blues again to replace that contract with something that they got quality out of. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think with Doug Armstrong, if you had to mention one thing, highlight one thing, it's the fact that he's just not committed to anything, whether it be uh, the captain, letting David Backus go, letting Alex Petrangelo go. You know, you bring in uh, Chris Stewart in, in the trade for Eric Johnson, and uh, and you can let him go. You know, in talking to Tom Stillman last week, he said Doug Armstrong has continued to make deals that are in the best interest of the franchise and not they don't necessarily have to be in the in the best interest of Doug Armstrong. Maybe he brought in one of those players, and now he's he's willing to move him. So I, I just think um, that's why we've seen this sustained ten year period of success. Not only because they're putting the resources in, uh, but Doug Armstrong has done a tremendous job of of bringing good players in. And, and when he saw that it wasn't going to work, whatever emotional tie or financial tie he had to the situation. He was able to uh, set that aside. It's a great piece at The Athletic by Jeremy Rutherford. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, thanks, guys. See you, Jared. That is Jeremy Rutherford joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.